Uh, the lesson is written in the fifth chapter of Galatians, beginning with the first verse, and then continuing on with 16 through 26 verse. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For those are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, adultery, sorcery, amity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. This is the word of the Lord. Today, as we uh, continue worshiping the Lord, we hear this promise. Uh, This promise that comes uh, from God that He has been giving from chapters 1 through 4 in Galatians, and he continues with the promise. Although I confess that this morning as we hear about this promise in chapter 5, it sounds uh, a little paradoxical because it sounds like a new command is being given. You know, paradox is when two things are true at the same time, like uh, loving ice cream but being lactose intolerant, right? Or... Sometimes it can be confusing when there's a paradox. Like Star Wars beginning with episode 4 and then 20 years later start episode 1 showing up, right? But the truth is that it's one story. Star Wars fans will tell you. And as we come into this text today in, in chapter 5, and if you've been traveling with us these preceding weeks and hearing about how the Apostle Paul... Uh, has been hammering away that we are saved by promise alone. And now when we come to chapters 5 and 6 and hear these, which sounds like uh, callings and commands, uh, we are reminded that they are paradoxical. Both are true at the same time. It is one story. To remind you of the impassioned plea that the Apostle Paul gives us in the beginning chapters, in chapter 1, Like our Heavenly Father's heart is for us, the Apostle Paul is emotional, sometimes even angry. He wants us to feel the heart of God, and he is heartbroken that we would, or as the Galatians were, walking away from the gift and returning to coming under the curse of the law. I want you to get a sense of this kind of uh, impassioned plea 
And so I want to tell you this story that I first heard in, I can't remember now, years ago, if it was in a devotion or listening to a story at a camp I attended, but it it relays, I think, what's going on here in today's text pretty well. It's a story of a, a, a single mom and her daughter doing life together. And uh, when this daughter had come uh, to about teen years, she began to feel a little unappreciated. And so she wanted to communicate that to her mom, and so she had a plan. And she decorated the family table with cloth, tablecloths, and uh, made it all fancy and prepared one of her mom's favorite meals. And when her mom got home from work that day, uh, she was surprised by this blessing. But as this fancy dinner came uh, to an end, the daughter brought out a, a note, something that looked a little bit like a bill. And on this bill, it had things like cleaning up the house, and there was a dollar figure there. Keeping my room clean, and there was a dollar figure there. Keeping my grades up and great, and there was a dollar figure there. Always being on time for curfew, and there was a dollar figure there. And she totaled it up. There were several items, and there was a total. You see, uh, this daughter wanted credit. She wanted to show that she uh, deserved more and earned it. She wanted to prove it. Well, the reply from her mom didn't go quite as she'd planned. And there was a bit of silence that night. And the mom replied a few days later with setting the table herself. Again, the fancy tablecloths came out. A favorite meal was made. A wonderful uh, meal was enjoyed. And then you guessed it, at the end of the meal, something like a bill was brought out, right? This time from the mom. And And the daughter received it, and it was a little different. On the line items, there were things like Home mortgage, which a dollar figure much greater than had been uh, reported earlier. Monthly food bill, with again a much larger amount than the daughter could ever pay. And then it continued, a shoulder to cry on after I've been at work all day for you. A dollar figure there. But at the bottom, there's something different. At the bottom, at the total, it said this. Total, paid in full, given freely since before you were born. This is the heart of God for us. There is a cost to the gift of grace that we receive, but He pays it. And I think this exchange illustrates that if we live by the law, then and want to prove it ourselves and show what we deserve, we will never measure up. And Paul's plea, like this mother's heart, was why to try keep getting credit for yourself when you've been offered the best gift of all. It's what the prodigal, as Jesus tells that story, learned the hard way. It's what the Galatians were having to learn the hard way as they 
or some of them attempting to return under the law. It's not that daughters and sons who have an inheritance from their heavenly father don't have a calling, a daily vocation, chores, if you will. But it's that we live, we live by the promise of the Holy Spirit. I think the breakdown of these chapters in the book of Galatians uh, can be summarized like this. In the first four chapters and the final two chapters with these verses from Ephesians chapter 2. I think verses 8 and 9 in chapter 2 of Ephesians describe the first four chapters and verse 10 describes uh, the last two. Let me read it for you. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. That's really the first four chapters, in many ways, of Ephesians, of of Galatians, excuse me. And then these last two chapters might be summarized like this, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, his work of art, his poem, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And we walk in them by His promise, by the way of the Holy Spirit. Martin Luther will call these ways the path of two righteousness, or his student Melanchthon will call it the righteousness of the law and righteousness of faith. I like how a scholar, uh, Dr. James Boyce puts it, He says, this shaping of the argument towards Galatians chapter 5 and 6 ultimately moves the hearer to the center of Galatians. For freedom, Christ has set us free. So we have to ask, as people born of this promise, what do we do? What do you do with that freedom? If you think that the first four chapters of Galatians means uh, what you do doesn't matter, then I think we've missed the point. Or if you think that uh, what I do saves me, we've also missed the point. There is a paradox, but it is what God does in making us his children and recreating us that we receive passively, but live out actively by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, legalism of the law, saving ourselves by checking boxes, or just doing whatever I want in the flesh, as we saw that list in today's reading, lead to the same conclusion. Curse under the law. Now it's true in New Testament times, Uh, The Greek culture was chaotic. And we heard that in today's lesson. But we don't solve that by my proofing it or rejecting this gift. When we do that, when when we make it about us, then we are trying to say that I'm in control of what is right and wrong and I'm in control of getting what I deserve. And as we've just learned, leading... That kind of path under the law or the flesh both 
lead to the curse. But if I truly want to be free, then I must receive this promise and live by the Spirit and remember that my freedom isn't under my control. It's a paradox. As Luther will rightly be quoted several times when reading Galatians 5, as he says, a Christian is perfectly free, Lord of all, subject to none. And a Christian is perfectly dutiful, servant of all, subject to all. Both are true. You see, freedom can either lead to self-indulgence, flesh, or control of the law under the law that we think we can, can have, or it can lead to another end, telos, as it says here in this text, the end, the way of the Spirit, a calling really of God's work of art, of love. And this beautiful gift that we receive passively when you come to this table of grace, nothing by what you've earned will bring you to this table. Or as Michael Gary will receive at this baptismal font today, we come. We come passively. But when we walk away from this table filled up with God's grace as you partake in it today, we walk actively by the power of the Holy Spirit. We walk in the Spirit by serving with love our neighbor. And so we glorify our Father in Heaven when we are living out that promise. This isn't a new checklist, right? Uh, Love, check. Joy, check. Peace, check. Oh, self-control. I'll work on that one. Right? Uh, it's not a new checklist. It is the fruit born of receiving this promise and living by the power of the Spirit. That word implanted in us, that seed that has been planted, and that tree that grows, and then it produces fruit by the power of that word and the power of the Spirit. So we walk away from this table of grace filled up with that grace to bring it to our homes and live in the way of the Spirit and to our workplaces. And yes, to encourage one another as the body of Christ to do life together in small groups and in study groups and in worship so that we might be encouraged to walk in this way of the Spirit. This table that has been set before us has been paid in full by our Savior. You don't have to prove, you don't have to show what you've done. Do we want to follow it my way? To be in control? Then that always leads away from this gift. Instead, even in the midst of this paradox, yes, two things can be true. May we live by the power of the Spirit today, the fruit that is the outgrowth received from this Word. So friends, today I invite you, come to this table. Come passively, knowing that it's the work, the free gift of Christ Jesus. And then walk away actively by the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Yes, faith, freely given, freely received freely shared as our way of life, walking in the Spirit.
Amen.